Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 368. My name is Brando. This is going to be a fun episode, I think. Uh, a lot of six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon. We're going to talk about Depar from Sabaton, about his favorite bands. But I need to introduce, I don't know, I was thinking about how I should introduce who in, in first. But I guess I have to go with my guest du jour, Par. Uh, how are you, sir, from Sabaton? Par's uh, Sunstrom. Am I saying that correctly with my terrible uh, New York accent? <laughs> yes, you're saying it. it. It's fine, you know. Thank you so much, and I'm doing great. Uh, we have um, we have entered America since about a week. We have uh, pulled off three shows so far. They have all been great, and I think we have acclimatized to the time zone. Uh, and uh, we no longer fall asleep at seven o'clock in the evening just before showtime. Mm. Uh, but we are actually good and uh, excited when uh, when the time comes to enter the stage. And uh, everybody's in good mood. We are kind of on a, uh, let's say, a little bit back with a vengeance revenge uh, trip because the last trip that we did to America was cut short due to the sad thing that happened to the Judas Priest guitar player, Richie, who had a heart uh, heart failure on the stage. And we had to, we, we all had to pack our bags and go home and end the tour after only three out of eight weeks or something. So we're kind of super excited. It's like a little bit revenge for us to be back in the here. And so are, you just did a couple of shows in Portland, right? Is that where you are right now? Uh, today we're in Boise, Idaho. Okay. And uh, yeah, but we we started in Seattle and uh, we played two shows in uh, Portland. And uh, uh, yesterday we came here and today uh, in a few hours we go on the stage. Oh, I go, I go start warming up once we have, we finish talking here. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you have like a favorite... Um... Do you have a favorite city to play in? Because I, I, I'm, I'm jealous. I have to, you know, my, my wife gets so mad at me. I, I am so behind with getting my passport because we want to go to places like Sweden, a beautiful country. But you, obviously, you've been around the world. So do you have a particular city that you love playing in when you're here? Um, in the States, um, I mean, I think we never have been able to say that this city is the most fun to play. Uh, or, or so. I think it depends a lot on the tour. Uh, each tour is very unique here, and each time we come to cities, it presents a unique opportunity. I think it has to do with uh, are we playing on a Saturday night or a Monday night? Are we? Uh, what kind of venue is it? Packed? Is it? Uh, uh, so there, there is a lot of let's say uh, potential um, variables in order to make the perfect show here. We had awesome gigs in in, uh, in the states, um, but I don't think that they are like connected to a certain place or something. They are more more spread out uh, and and you know, different for each tour. Okay, okay. I was hoping. 
I mean, you can always, uh, if you were going to be ho- like a homer and just suck up, you can say New York because that's where I am. That's where Zachary is, my, my co-host. <laughs> said it, but that's, that's fine. That was kind of my, my, my segue into it. So I want to introduce my, my co-host for today, who I, I am almost as excited to talk to. You know what? I'm, I'm as, as excited. As, I'm, I'm, Zachary is on par with par of who I want to talk to. I, it is. So I've been, you know, it's funny, Par, you were mentioning about time zones and, and when you're awake and everything. So uh, long story short, this past week I've been covering for um, morning show producer at Q1043 in New York City. And the program director there, uh, Eric Wellman, is a very nice man. I've known him for a few years. Um, you know, I do some board hopping there. I do a lot of things for iHeart. But we always talk music, and he's always talking about his kids. He loves his kids. And he's telling me about his kids, Zach. And he's like, Zach, he's, you know, we're talking about, like, because we're talking about, like, what music he's getting into, because obviously it's a classic rock station. He's like, but Zach, he, he loves this band out of Sweden that's just like this, almost like a Viking metal. And, like, and he's like, Do you, have you ever heard of Sabaton? I was like, yeah, actually I have an interview opportunity with them coming up. How old's your son again? 12? You know what? Does he want to hang out? And uh, I'm telling you, Par, you know, we should have filmed it, Zach. The other day when your, your dad had us on FaceTime and I said, like, this is official, this interview is happening. It was just his face dropped. Like, he loves you guys. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to fill in... Well, I don't want to speak for you, Zach. Uh, I don't know if you want to say anything to Par, if you have any questions yet, because he is a diehard fan. I'm just, like, speechless right now. <laughs> that's okay, buddy. Uh, that, that, that's okay, buddy. I, I, I was just know. listening to you guys um, before we got on. What were you listening uh, to? Which, which song? Which song were you? On, like, YouTube, YouTube music and stuff. There's- and my phone right here playing the music, and then my my computer just playing War Thunder. All right. Like oh, nice. An hour or two straight. Hour or two straight. Nice. Well, I, this is a perfect setup then, because what uh, Par has done and Sabaton has done, and Zach, you, you and I were talking about this before this interview, you guys are making a movie. I mean, it's not just like you get to listen to a song. So can you tell us about the war to end all wars? How did the... I guess when did the thought process start to make a movie? Did it come with the album or did it come after? Take us back to how we got here. Uh, um, I mean, uh, I, I think that the idea of the movie was started pretty early, um, even before the album was completely recorded. Uh, and uh, it takes some time uh, uh, to, to pull it together and uh, pull it off. And the pandemics was not helping. Um, but... Um, uh, I won't tell so much more about this because the movie is coming in 2023 mm-hmm. and there will be plenty of time to talk about that ahead. And we got so much other interesting things coming up earlier. Uh, you're not going to have to wait long before you get new music from Sabaton. Uh, so even if we just put a new album out, you're just going to be pretty surprised in in the next few days about something that nobody knew was coming. So now I kind of spoiled that idea a little bit. But uh, so there are, we got plenty of things wow. coming before the movie that uh, that I think people have to be excited about. And then 
Uh, I guess we get on the on the on the phone or on the on the video again and talk about the movie in the next year, and uh, then then we'll see where that takes us. Where does the creativity come from? Because you can just be a musician and just you're one of the biggest metal bands in the world, representing your country proud, you know. But you can just stick with that. But going back and reading, you're such an intelligent guy with your marketing background and your business background. Was that always the case for you? Did you always think big since you were a little par, since you were Zach age? Zach's uh, age? I think that I always had ambitions. Uh, I always had ambitions. So if I would build Lego, I would build the biggest thing, hmm. the biggest castle or the biggest spaceship. And I, when I built three houses, I wanted to build three castles and these kind of things. So I I was always quite ambitious. I I thought always that whatever I want to do, I want to take it to the, like, as far as it can be taken. Because, um, I don't know, I, I, I sort of felt that I was a bit wasting time if I was not doing something good. Um, so, I think it was always within me, but it became more and more clear over the years. And, um, uh, you know, you start a band and their sex age, and uh, then um, um, th- then it's all just for fun, you know. And that's it's important to keep in mind. But some some years down the line, then you need to do something with the band. You need to get a gig. You need to have a graphical design. You need to have uh, a video or something, and then you know. I guess at some point I realized that nobody else is going to do that. So if, if that's going to happen, we have to pull ourselves together and do it ourselves. And um, it, it became like that. And, and it's been like that. And it's still like that. Um, we don't expect somebody to do anything for Sabaton. So if something's going to happen with the band, we do it ourselves. Uh, that's why we have everything uh, under our own wings, so to say. We don't have an external management, and I'm happy for that because I think that we have been guided uh, uh, or offered guidance plenty of times, which I disregarded as stupid, and it shows down the line that it was the right decision not to listen to others. I mean, the entire U.S. Uh, adventure started with everybody telling us that it was a stupid idea to go to America from the beginning. Mm. And I call that bluff and I call that I don't trust that. And um, um, we, we, uh, we changed. I mean, a lot of bands, they, uh, like let's say European um, melodic metal bands, they, they told us like, hey, we tried to go to the US, you, you get to play these shitty clubs and, and you, you make no money and it doesn't make any sense. It's better to focus on Europe. That's what we all do. And, and that's what's working and, and stuff like that. We changed the whole thing. We went to America as a supporting act again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And again. So and, and until in the end, people were saying that Sabaton is so boring because it's the eternal support. But the fans did not say that. No fans said we were boring. Only the promoters and the industry people said that Sabaton will never be anything else than a trustable, reliable support band. And then boom, we're touring as headliners, selling out venues. And uh, uh, a lot of people are like, how, how? 
Where did that come from? And now all our colleagues who gave up on America 10, 15 years ago are asking us, what was the secret? How did you do it? And I say, well, we didn't listen to, to the people who said it could not be done. We, we heard it and then we did it. <laughs> we just did it differently than other people. And uh, it worked out. You believed in yourself. That's the, you, yes. you bet on yourself. You know, that's, that's, that's amazing. It was a good lesson, Zach. You got to believe in yourself. You know, not, yeah. you know, listen to your parents, but also listen to yourself. Uh, I, I got to also ask this because Zach's a big hockey player. And when I think of Sweden, I think of metal and I think of hockey. So, I, again, I yeah. want to go back. Did you, are you, were you a young hockey player? Like, what made you go this path? Like, did you? Uh, no, I, I never played a hockey. Uh, okay. Of course, um, as, a, as a kid, it was like this, you know, in the winter we had, um, you know, there, there was ice on every lake and we did play hockey every day. That's, uh, we did that, uh, but not professionally, of course, but okay. just for fun. And uh, I think all the kids in, I, I grew up uh, in, in a little town, the hometown of Sabaton Fallen and uh, in the area where I grew up uh, as soon as there were ice, we, we um, on the lakes, we, we were out there the next day with our uh, skates and we were playing ice hockey. And, uh, and we just think everybody was there and having fun. And, um, and so that was the winter. And when the, you know, when in the summer, when the, there was no ice, we were swimming and, and you know. So it, it, it was just, we, we were out a lot and I loved sports my whole life. But I never became um, a hockey player. Um, I think that sport was not for me. I uh, I had another uh, favorite sport that I still have, and that was uh, cross-country skiing. Okay. That was my favorite sport, and that's uh, where I uh, I really wanted to do that uh, as a kind of a career. And uh, uh, I was really promising for many years. And uh, then, uh, unfortunately, I did not... Uh, uh, at some point, all, all my friends and colleagues and competition guys or whatever they outgrew me they become taller and uh, i didn't grow so much in my teen young teenage years so suddenly i had to struggle a lot to keep up with them i mean they were eating like monsters and i <laughs> wasn't growing and and uh, i was struggling a lot to catch up with them and then i guess around there heavy metal shows up to me and offering me uh, on a different path of life and uh, I choose that one, man. But um, uh, I never give up the love for skiing, so it's still my okay. favorite sport. Okay. Well, I was certainly glad we, you kept the path that you you stayed on. Because um, I also, I just want to see if, because I know Zach likes hockey, I like hockey, and I just want to make sure we're all bonding because we you know we're having this this moment right now. Um, I, I mean, uh, you know, I also, um, I mean, we from, from where we are, there is a hockey team not far away from us, and we they are kind of. We've done a lot of stuff together with them. They are in the highest league in Sweden, and uh, uh, we we recorded like an intro for them once. We played on the, on in their games in the stadiums and arenas, and uh, so we we done some stuff with them uh, uh, over the years, and, uh, and we endorsed them and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it's been fun, and we also for for quite some years we were endorsing. Uh, 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 ice hockey team. We were the main sponsors of an ice hockey team of thirteen-year-olds. Okay. So uh, perfect. Um, they they were they were playing the games in the jerseys of Sabaton and stuff like that. Oh man! And um, uh, so so it was more fun. I mean, when we did it with the real with the 
top league uh, team. It was actually uh, a bit disappointing. We spent a lot of time, let, uh, let's say like this, we spent a lot of time writing and recording this uh, intro for for the for for their intro of the um, uh, games. Okay. And we even had a, a couple of team members singing with us on on the recording and. Uh, and then they premiered it. It was a, like a big event. They premiered it, and uh, we're gonna play after in the like a in the in the, in the bar. Like after we're gonna play uh, a set, and so everything was loaded for this night. And and they, unfortunately, they played horrible that night and lost big time. And uh, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of superstition, as you know, in in uh, a lot of the sportsmen. Yes. And some people. I don't know if it was the sportsman or if it was in the management team or, or if it was in the shareholders or whoever it was. But suddenly we were blamed for them losing. And, uh, and they canceled that intro and said, <laughs> it's gone now. After so one game? All, all that worked for nothing. Yeah, oh. all that worked for nothing. And, um, and then when we, uh, when we saw the opposite thing and we sponsored the, the, uh, the young team, the 13-year-olds, we saw that it had the complete opposite because they actually cared about, they were proud, you know, the other teams that they were playing against, they were sponsored by, I don't know, local supermarket or local uh, car tire or whatever they had. And uh, then there's this team who was coming full blow on with, with the Sabaton jerseys. And uh, they were so excited and uh, they won every year. They, they were the best in the, in the league. So, um, and, and then there was a, a new bunch of 13-year-olds and we were like, here, here you go, this is your year's uh, jerseys and they won. And oh, so I love it. it. It was a good collaboration. And, and then we felt we got something real, real back for, sure. for that. Um, uh, when we did it with the, with, the, with the real professional players, we saw that they didn't care at all, of course. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, okay. also the shareholders didn't like it. So, you know, in, in the end, it was... Uh, our, I don't know, maybe he's, <laughs> that's why Zach is here. It's fate. He's, he's the demo. He's a 12-year-old hockey player. You know, do you listen to Sabaton before games to, to practice? They don't allow phones in the locker room. Oh, what about at home before uh, you go? What about at home? Are you like, before you, your, your parents take you? You listen to Sabaton before? I mean, def- definitely after because um, you guys may or may not be the music I put on in the shower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a playlist okay. of you guys, and then mixed in with there is a couple songs from the soundtrack of the video game from 2013 called mm. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Ooh. All right. It's like a well, pack of slash you know, uh, Really good soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, but music and sports can go quite interesting together. I had a, so I, I had a chance when we had a, because I love skiing and uh, uh, our hometown hosted the World Ski Championship uh, a few years ago. And um, the top uh, skiers from all over the world came to our hometown. And also the ski jumping, uh, which I loved when I was a kid as well, and I still love. And uh, they also came. And the number one ski jumper in the world uh, he was saying, he was an Austrian guy, and he said in the interview before that, like, hey, what are you most looking forward to that? And he was like, hey, it's the hometown of my favorite band, Sabaton. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, and uh, we get a chance to, you know, hang out. And there was this interesting, uh, uh, I thought that always before they were jumping, that they're going to sit up there, you know, concentrate, take in all the emotions, listen to the 
to the sound of the wind and all of that because it's so important that they just have to perfectly jump that one thing and, and, and win the competition. And he said, I don't really care. I put in my earphones and I put on Motorhead and then I just jump and fly. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, so as we're talking about you know, you, some of your favorite bands, Zach's favorite band, I got to ask, obviously, we are on Appetite for Distortion. I've read that you've listed Guns N' Roses as one of your favorite bands. So I was hoping that maybe you can talk about your your fandom. Have you ever gotten to meet any of the guys? Um, any any Six Degrees of GNR Bacon stories from, from you, Par? Uh, I never got to meet them, uh, and uh, but it's pretty funny. I mean, this is appetite for the no no uh, use your illusion two tour. I had a ticket for, and uh, my parents found it, and then they forbid me to go. Oh. Uh, so I I did a rebellious move, and I tattooed a Guns N' Roses tattoo all over my back. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I didn't know you had that. I, can yeah, I ask you to undress? Is that is that inappropriate? Are you able to show it or no? You don't have to. Oh, okay, it's it's a it's a G-rated show. It's okay. It's a it's a tiny tattoo. Well, not tiny, but it's it's such an old one that you can't almost see what's going on on it anymore. Okay, uh, he's lifting up his shirt. Oh yeah, you totally. It's the Guns and the Roses across your shoulder blades. Awesome. Yeah, so Very cool. Uh, I guess I did a, I don't know, twenty something years ago, and you almost don't see it anymore. So I, I've been thinking a lot about filling it in, you know, and making it fresh. Okay. Uh, but it, it just didn't happen so far. So, but um, I, I was supposed to do it, and then uh, my uh, my friend who was a tattoo artist died during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So uh, we thought we we're gonna use that time for that, but she died. I'm sorry to hear that. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, when you're ready, so I, 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 it looks I, I, good. I'm thinking about it. Well, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's a little faded, but I mean, for 20 years old, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know, maybe you set it up to, for it to look more, worse than it did. More, more than that. It's 25, 26, uh, 27 years old, I guess. <laughs> well, well, so what do you think, Zach? In six years, are you going to get a Sabaton tattoo? Maybe. <laughs> Your dad's going to get so mad at me. <laughs> oh. I'm going to get a tattoo when I'm older. I just don't know what. Okay. Yet. All right. You got plenty of time to think yeah. about. But here's a question, that, though, Zach. I do want to ask him. Maybe you do naturally know. when you want it. Yes. I didn't get my first one until 2021. And that was use your illusion uh, one on my left shoulder blade. So, there, uh. so I also have Guns N' Roses tattoos as well. Uh, Zach, then let me ask, unless you have any specific questions, do you have a favorite Sabaton song? Or maybe you want to have a question for Par about a song that you have, uh, that, you know, that is I, your favorite. I just, I don't have any questions about it, but I, I just <laughs> love Screaming Eagles. Oh, very cool. Um, very cool. Um, we, we played it a few times on, on, in America, and, uh, but we haven't played that one for a long time. Okay. All right. Well, next time you do play it, shut. Hopefully, you dedicate it to Zach whenever you bring it out of the. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm embarrassing him. Uh, Par, thank you so much. This was a real pleasure to to speak with you. You're a really cool guy. Um, it really is awesome what you're doing, not just with the music, but the the historical messages and just learning, you know, and and just this era of uh, almost a lost art of these metal bands that tell stories and, and people have a certain perception of what metal is and you guys really buck a lot of trends. Is there, um, I know you said the movie's far away and you said there's a thing that's a few days away that you can't say. 
what can you say that we can look forward to for Sabaton? <laughs> uh, right now, uh, this, the tour that we are doing, uh, hmm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, um, we're doing that. But, you know, Sabaton is, uh, we are a very busy band. You know, we, we run the, the History Channel, the, the, the festival, Sabaton Opera, the cruise, Sabaton Cruise. And um, we're also running the Sabaton Magazine and, uh, uh, I just proofread uh, the new issue of that one, so it's gonna be launched uh, in a in a few, uh, I don't know, a few weeks from now on. So there's a new issue of that coming, and uh, uh, we're always working on new different projects. So it's 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 exciting, you know. I, I think that Sabaton is such a so much more than than a band, and uh, we are fortunate that we can extend it with all these things that we're doing around the music uh they wouldn't be possible without the music so mm. uh we won't forget about the, the songs and stuff like that it's still the core of everything you know but it's so exciting to do more about it there is the opportunity there is the the the, the, the music is there the stories are there all the rest, we can just imagination to do what we want with. And uh, um, as Sabaton grow um, and more and more fans join the band, and that also gives us new uh, tools. I mean, some of these projects that we love so much and uh, wanted to do so much, they take time and money. And uh, uh, as the band grows, we can launch more projects and more funny things that we dreamed about doing. And um, I think that's uh, super exciting and one of the best things about being this band. I think uh, Sabaton fans are very lucky and spoiled, obviously, which I am. But as a Guns N' Roses fan, yes, they are well, soon going to be announcing the Use Your Illusion box set uh, finally. But we don't get a lot. You know, and then just the fact that Sabaton yeah. is just like a, so much. It's just really cool to be a Sabaton fan. That's why Zach is cool, and I wanted him to hang out with us to, uh, today. So thank you, Zach, for being a good co-host. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Par, anytime. I, I hope we get to do this again. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the movie next time. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. So that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy... You'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.